struggle to find a friendly face When you're fighting against the tide Turn to me and put your hand in mine Hello, I'm Hilary Robertson. Welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. No one to be your guide. Lean on me, I will always be right here. I'm by your side. For this episode, I'm joined by composer and pianist Ross Lorraine. His album Heart of Mine is produced by the remarkable singer Claire Martin. And it includes Claire herself on vocals, but also Leanne Carroll, Gwyneth Herbert, Ian Shaw, Luca Manning and Sarah Coleman. The launch of this album was a beautiful event and it gave me the chance to hear Claire herself as well as Ian Shaw and Luca Manning singing live. I've heard their recordings before, but never heard them, them live. Incredible. And what you're listening to now is Ian and Claire with I'm By Your Side. I'm looking forward to this discussion with Ross and I hope you enjoy listening. Welcome to Harmonious World, Ross Lorraine. This is a fantastic, this is a real pleasure because I love Heart of Mine. Oh, thank you very much. You must be very proud of it as an album. Yes, it does feel a bit like a, a sort of pinnacle of what I've been trying to do for the last few years. Um, and yeah, and of course, it's, it's a sense of achievement, but uh, particularly with the the um, the people that I have involved, I just feel really proud to have been <clears throat> sort of collaborating with them. Uh, they're all my musical heroes, really. So, yeah, it couldn't have been better, really. Well, yes, I think you've got the finest singers in the UK. On this uh, I think so too, yes. I mean, it, I was just so pleased when they all said yes. <laughs> yes, and they're all so different, aren't they? Yes, I think that's what I like about it. It's um, it, it's showing different aspects of what I do as a songwriter. You know, each person brings something different. And some of them, you know, really took me by surprise a bit. Um, maybe didn't do them quite the way that I'd imagined, but in a good way. Um, like Gwyneth Herbert, I think, is sort of... Um, took a different direction from the way that I imagined the, the, the songs that I wrote that, um, that she sang and other people did them. And I thought, gosh, how did you know that's how I, and I heard it, you know, <laughs> which is also nice. So, yeah. Yes. And, and what I found interesting at the launch event mm. at Ronnie's was that the songs that Claire had to sing because the other female vocalist, mm. vocalists couldn't be there, mm. she did in her own way, but still giving yeah, something with of something what... of the spirit of them yes yeah. just kind of channeling um, Leanne <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was amazing yes yeah yes. I just I just find it so interesting how how people can bring something of themselves and of course the players as well but um, it is very much a, a collaborative thing you know it, it's it's not like um, the more classical uh way of composing that I was uh, brought up with or kind of evolved through where you're basically telling people what to do and then their job is to deliver it. I mean, I suppose that's that's never 
strictly the case anyway, even in classical uh, or contemporary classical composition. But um, yeah, I, I love the freedom in jazz to, to, you know, for everyone to bring an element of their, their own personality and, of course, to interact, um, you know, in the process of recording. Yes. And, of course, Claire Martin not only performed, but she was producer of this as well. Yeah, she was co-producing with me and Chris Trades, who um, was also wonderful. Um, she and, and Chris have a production company together called Soup to Nuts, and um, yeah, they work very well together, and I, I found them very easy, and uh, it was a great pleasure to work with them. Actually, very natural, very easy. You know, um, and it's 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 great when you have you're working with someone like that who obviously you know kind of hugely respect uh, Claire and, and Chris as well. Uh, Claire, does, uh, Chris does some great arrangements. Actually, he's a great trombone player, and um, you know he came in one morning with a wonderful kind of five part trombone arrangement of um the song that claire does actually uh body language um oh, sorry name of the game um but uh yeah just kind of offered it up as a, <laughs> a possible <laughs> and wow. of course we immediately said yes yes yeah uh, and and there is an attention to detail on this album which i love yes i think that's true um there's a sort of perfectionism um, of, of the people working at that level, I think, which I really respect. I, I always um, love working with people like that who really go the extra mile and want to get it absolutely right. Um, yeah, it's a great learning experience to be working with people like that. Yeah. And, of course, you've got a great you, – you mentioned briefly the, the band. So Mike Walker, yeah. Rob Barron, Lawrence Cotland, Elliot Henshaw. Yes, Bring it all um, together. I mean, Mike Walker has always been a huge uh, hero of mine. I uh, love his playing. Um, and he puts so much, well, he puts a lot of work into it. it it's uh, He really takes takes it seriously and, um, you know, studied this, the scores and, and thought about what he wanted to do. And he brought a lot to it. And, and I think all of them have that ability to play, you know, they could all play loads of notes if they wanted to, but they're, in fact, they're, picking the right notes you know what I mean it's that style oh, yeah. of playing which I really love <laughs> yeah it's definitely very, very tasteful yeah yes and and it was it was nice at the at the uh, live event that they they just kind of sat back and let the vocalists do their thing but then they were yeah. you know they were they were mm. definitely a, as a whole mm. sort of really really giving a strong foundation Definitely, yes. It's it's leaving space, isn't it? Um, yeah. That's what those players are so so good at. Um, yeah. Just creating the right setting because it's not about showing how good they are. It's about making the song work um, as a whole. And they're all great at sort of getting in, getting the sense of the groove, um, which is you know such a crucial thing. I mean, it was very impressive to hear them live. Of course, in the studio you can do retakes and and so on, but just to hear them producing that live is is also very impressive. Yeah. Uh, so talk to me about the uh, songwriting process. When were these mm. songs written? I suppose over the course of about like, four years or something like that. I think the first one um, was Name of the Game, and that might have been maybe more like sort of five or six years ago. Um, I was in Sligo at the jazz festival there. Um, that's where I met Mike Walker, actually. Um and that that was the first time I had sort of one of my own, my songs kind of performed just in a fairly informal setting. 
Um, and, you know, I tried a little bit of uh, singing them myself. Um, I was collaborating with uh, a singer-songwriter called Melissa James, so that was more a question of me providing the, you know, the harmonies and the kind of arra musical arrangements a little bit. Um, but they were more her songs, which I was kind of having an input into. But through that experience, I think I, I started to to think, well, what happens if I if I try writing the lyrics? And then I just more and more kind of got into writing my own songs. Uh, and now that's kind of become the focus of what I what I do, I suppose. Yeah, very good. And when were when was the recording done? It was done in two batches. Um, just uh, well, sort of uh, last autumn and early this year, um, just over kind of two batches of three days each. So it's pretty very quick. Everyone came in really well prepared and um, uh, super easy to 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 work with them really. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Again, just just very impressive and very <laughs> enjoyable. The whole process was very relaxed and uh, we had a good time. Yeah. It it does sound like that. It does. It sounds mm. like it's uh, everyone kind of does their thing, but when it comes mm. together, it's mm. it, it, it relaxed. I think and and it just works. Yes, maybe that was the influence of the, the studio dog. Chris is, Chris has this lovely little dog um, who makes everyone feel relaxed in the studio by uh, looking up with her her big eyes and making oh. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> warm and cuddly oh very good <laughs> and then we'd all sort of go down to the greasy spoon cafe together and it was a lovely lovely experience yeah good um but can you talk to me about your background because you're much more mm. of a sort of contemporary classical composer yeah in your yes i suppose i've been through lots of different uh styles and genres i mean I, i've always had jazz around as, as something that's been there in my background um as a as a kid you know i i would Kind of pick out um, boogie woogie bass lines and things that people when people came around, you know, kind of pick up ideas. Um, my mother was an actress, and there were a lot of musical people around and singers and that kind of thing. Um, and my two sisters uh, sang, so I, I, you know, we'd be making up harmonies to things, and uh, uh, you know, so there's just lots of different kinds of music around all the time. And then I, I became, um, you know, more seriously a classical, contemporary classical composer. Uh, studied it at, uh, at university, and you know, did a PhD and worked with Harrison Birtwistle. I think you, you probably know about um, yes. these people, but not everyone yeah. se seems to know, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. these kind of people. But um, yeah, very impressive composer and a lovely person. Actually, um, died recently. Um, but uh, yeah, I sort of worked with him a lot and became his assistant and then his editor at uh, Universal Edition. So I was heavily into a sort of new music, um, kind of experimental. I mean, also a little bit free improvising, that kind of thing, and working with graphic scores and, you know, so lots of different kinds of music. But I think improvising has always been an element of what I've been interested in. I was working with some very good uh, sort of top class players, um, uh, Andrew Sparling, uh, Anton Lukashevich, Ian Pace, people like that. I don't know if you know these people at all, yes, but they're yes. very, you know, top class players who can sight read absolutely anything, but also improvise. And uh, yeah, I've always liked working with with players like that. Um, 
and people like Roland Sutherland. I don't know if you know him, the flute oh, player. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've always been uh, enjoyed working with people who, who, who have the skill to play, you know, more or less anything, but can also improvise and, and contribute in a sort of composerly way, I suppose. Um, yes, yeah, so it's interesting because when I started this podcast, in my head, I was like, well, I'm going to talk to people from, you know, all, all genres and mm. none. But it's amazing how frequently I'm talking to people and there's a there's crossover. Yes. It's almost like the, that whole contemporary classical mm. thing can't get away from the influence mm. of jazz and ditto, no. really. Mm. Well, I, I think it's less uh, segregated now than it used to be. I think when I was at, at university, I was at Cambridge and um, I was studying with Hugh Wood. Um, I was more or less told, you know, because I said, oh, yeah, I'm interested in jazz and that sort of thing. And he more or less said, oh, we'll just forget about that. You know, that's not what you're doing here. Um, and which was, I thought was a bit cheeky because then I, later I heard his piano concerto. This, the, and this middle movement is based on Sweet Lorraine, you know, the jazz. jazz oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought, well, you know, it's not kind of um, doing what he preaches exactly. But <laughs> uh, but the, the general attitude was, you know, that you you either did jazz or you did classical music. But I think now everything's much more eclectic. And um, thank God it's all, you know, more of a, a, an interesting mix. And, of course, everything crosses over. You can't, you can't stop things <laughs> bumping no, into other right. things. You know? No, no. And, uh, and I think we're all the better for it. Or music yeah, is all the better yeah. for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, because I also love, you know, singer-songwriters. I was kind of, I suppose I was... My musical influences when I was a teenager were sort of James Taylor and composed, you know, singer songwriters like that, Joni Mitchell, um, which seems a million miles away from, you know, high new complexity kind of composition. But uh, I just think good music is good music, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just follow my, my, you know, interests and tastes and see where they end up. And I think. You know what I'm doing now. There's, there's probably elements of everything I've I've been interested in and, and loved before, but um, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't really unravel it myself. <laughs> no, well, uh, and 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 why should you? Uh, mm. The 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 title of this podcast, Harmonious World, comes mm. from uh, a Quincy Jones quote where he said, oh, yeah. "Well, imagine what a harmonious world it would be if we all shared mm. a little of what we're good mm. at." Yeah. And I like the other famous Quincy Jones quote which is the only type of music I don't like is bad music yeah yeah no I, I completely agree with that yeah. it's um you know life would be so boring if you just stuck to yeah you know and defended what you liked and yeah yeah <laughs> definitely so what's what's on the uh, horizon next for you well um a couple of people have said why didn't I do a, a kind of song book of, of these songs and um maybe I'll do some new ones in there as well, because I've already got probably an album's worth of new songs. So, um, you know, I could do another album in, in the same vein, but I think it would be useful because I, I'd really want singers to sing them, you know. So I think I'll put together a, a songbook, maybe, you know, use some of the design that, from the album and make it a nice nice book of the scores of, of the yeah. songs. Yeah, lovely. Um, because... Yeah, singers are often, you know, a lot of singers recently have been listening to these and, and saying that they'd like to sing them. But, of course, if you've got a nice book that's already there, then it, it makes it more inviting somehow, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
so that's probably what I'll be doing over the next few months and then thinking about where to go next but it's hard what you know when, you, when as you say these are kind of like some of the top singers around it's kind of like where do I go from here I could just yeah. you know do the same thing again I suppose but um, it's always nice to explore some something new yeah and what I found particularly interesting about this is some of the tracks feel like they're cover versions. Mm. They, they feel like this. They must be songs I've already heard somebody else. A do. lot of people say that. Say that. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm happy to take it as a compliment. Rather, than... you please do. Yeah. No. 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 It's not. It's not that they sound derivative. No, I don't mean no, that but, at all. No. But a lot of people have said that. They've said surely that's that's a, a classic. You know, on a standard or something. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a, a sign of. Hopefully, it's a sign that you know I've kind of absorbed, you know, <laughs> good <laughs> song songwriting, you know, from other people, and just I think what what slightly, you know, gives me an edge is that I I really do from my training I really do understand harmony, and I think a lot of songwriters, you know, they've got maybe great great lyrics and maybe come up with a great tune, but the idea that harmony is something that can really convey the feeling. Or, or give an edge, or even go against the words, or you know what I mean. They they can yeah. actually lead the emotion, and harmony is something that that you know it isn't just a random collection of chords. Basically, it isn't you know? I think when people start out, they they find chords that they like and they kind of stick them in. But the idea of really harmony leading you through the song is something that not many songwriters do. I don't think so. I, I do think that you know, without blowing my own <laughs> trumpet, I think that is something I'm good at. Definitely. <laughs> and I think that actually brings me to one of my favourite tracks on the album, which is I'm By Your Side, which is Ian Shaw oh, and Claire Martin mm, together. Mm, and that, yes. the interaction between their voices is mm. really, I mean, it was extraordinary when I heard it live, but mm. I, I've been listening more and more. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's nice because it has that personal touch because, of course, they, they are, they've worked so much together and they have a great friendship. So you sense that, I think. Yeah. Song. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time, mm. Ross. I really oh, appreciate it. It's a real it. great pleasure. Thank you very much. And I've been listening to your podcast. I really like it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. There just is nothing. Nothing like love Nothing stings like love I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Ross Lorraine. The whole heart sing. What you're listening to now is Like Love, sung by the amazing Luca Manning. I'm so pleased that alongside the conversation with Ross, I've been able to play you three of my favourite UK singers right now. Obviously, Ian Shaw and Claire Martin at the beginning, and now Luca Manning on this track, Like Love. Thank you for listening to this episode of Harmonious World. Please do like, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And feel free to share it with as many people as you like. Thank you for joining me once more and enjoy listening to the rest of Like Love, one of my favourite tracks from Ross Lorraine's album, Heart of Mine.
just is nothing Nothing like love Nothing makes you fall And nothing keeps you standing on Nothing sounds like love Nothing sweetens every hour with our desire Nothing's prouder, nothing shames Nothing burns us out of fans love Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week. And please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.